0: Hi, everybody. It's time for another visit with all your friends from the Children's Bible Hour.
1: Uncle Charlie.
2: Hi, Uncle Charlie.
3: Well, hi there, Kamani, and you're just in time for some good music as well as an interesting story called Watch Your Balance. It all comes your way as part of Children's Bible Hour, a program by and for boys and girls that has been on the air since 1942. This program is heard in all 50 states and approximately 100 countries all over the world. So wherever you are, whatever your age, nationality, or color of your skin, you are welcome to spend these next 30 minutes with us.
0: Hey, And welcome to a very special episode of Speaking for Him. I'm Dan Van Zalen and
1: here's your host, Andrew Gominson. Hello, Dan. It's great to be with you, and yes... Uh, for those of you who may not know, the voice that you heard at the beginning of the podcast was that of Uncle Charlie Vandermeer. Charlie um, was a, a gentleman who was involved for over 60 years with a ministry that was called Children's Bible Hour, and then CBH Ministries, and then most recently Keys for Kids Ministries. I had the privilege of being on the show, and unfortunately I couldn't find the audio from that. But I do have some other things to share with you today relating to how this man impacted my life and so many others. As you heard, um, from the intro, his ministry really stretched across the world and he became, in a sense, everybody's uncle. And he was a, he was as nice a man, um, off the air as, as you hear him be on the air. I think that was one of the most appealing things about him was that he was, the Genuine article, I had the privilege of interviewing him about a year into this podcast. So if you go back into the archives, uh, you can hear that interview. And I will also try to, I think, link it on um, this blog post, the blog post for this podcast. So make sure you go to the blog post at speakingforhim.blogspot.com to uh, get that, um, get the tag to that, as well as um, hopefully I will have a YouTube link to a rally from 1989 where my parents and I were in and my, a couple of my siblings were in attendance at the rally. So you can see a much younger me and my family. I was 10 at the time and my family went down from there. And there were five of us, I think at the rally with my parents. So that link provided it's still live will be up on the blog as well, hopefully. And, um, so make sure that you avail yourself of the blog because this is going to be one of those times where you're going to want to access the additional content. So with that being said, um, uh I just want to give some of my overall thoughts uh, about Uncle Charlie. But before I do that, can we do our quote of the day? Of course.
0: But Jesus said, Suffer, little children, and forbid them not to come unto me, for such is the kingdom of heaven. Matthew nineteen fourteen.
1: Okay, and as we record this, um, usually I don't talk about the timing of the recording, but I'm just going to throw this out there. As we record this, we're a couple of days away from uh Uncle Charlie's memorial service, which will take place at Calvary Church on East Beltline here in Grand Rapids. That was the place for many of the rallies including the one I mentioned earlier and uh, I think that it will be packed. I mean I'm anticipating it being packed to the rafters because someone has and I think very rightly stated that um, Uncle Charlie was Billy Graham for children (laughs) and um, they've had a lot of ministry changes over the years but until about 2008 or 2009 not only were they a ministry to kids, but they were a ministry for kids because they recruited kids to sing in the choir, and they also had kids do solos and duets, and they would do with the they would be on the weekly radio show. They'd have kids act in the ten or fifteen-minute story at the end of the half-hour show, which I just shared a small clip with you of before, and they would have company corner, which is the segment that I got to do where he interviewed me and I sang. Um, Shepherd Boy by Ray Bolts. Uh, I still consider that song to be kind of my testimony and song. The gist of it is when others see a Shepherd Boy, God may see a king. And maybe at a future time, I'll be able to dig up that audio and actually share it with you. Um, but at this time, I just want to say that it, I used to go to the railies as often as they were available. Um, they would do like, uh, fall rallies, um, and summer tours. And every summer they would load up on a bus and they would do like a ten day summer tour where they would travel to different churches and do their show. So it was really a uh, a uh, place for people to get their ministry started. Um, and so um, we're going to have Linnell Pierce. On this show in the coming weeks, and she was featured on that show um, for a lot of years. She got her launch there. There was a guy who is a professional singer named Johnny Hall, my friend Chris Knoblock, who's been on this show, and will have a tribute later in this show. Um, he's he's you know, working with God's helping hands, teaching children through VBSs and such like, and uh, he got his start on Children's Bible Hour. So I really feel like the ministry part where they teach children to minister. I'm I'm sad that that is no longer a part of what they do, but I'm grateful for the years that they did it. You know, they started in 1942 because someone asked the founder, why aren't there any radio shows for children? And that's how it got started. And Charlie went to one of the first shows. They used to be live. I think the station was WLAV if I'm remembering correctly. And the the Uncle Mel, who was the first director, stuck the microphone in Charlie's face and had a candid conversation with him and decided to bring him on, and he did readings. It was always a big joke around children's Hour that he never sang on the show. But he finally got to sing in one of the rallies. As an older gentleman, he was the deep voice in the classic quartet song, This Old House. I don't know if you've ever heard it, but if you had a chance... I don't know if we can find Uncle Charlie's version on YouTube, but I may pull up another version and add that to the show notes as well, just so you can get an idea of what that song was like. So that's the reason I wanted to do this this um, tribute to Uncle Charlie. And now I would like to have Dan uh, read a letter that um, my grandparents got, I think, s- Eight years ago. Um, you can go ahead and read the date as you read the letter. Um, but this is Uncle Charlie's thoughts to my grandparents.
0: July 6th, 2011. Dear Leland and Carolyn, thanks for your encouraging letter. I am just so thankful there's a niche for me here at CBH. The old programs are running on about 270 stations, the classic half hour and the daily story time programs. They are cycled so I don't have to do anything with them anymore. But I am recording new programs for Keys for Kids, heard on about 250 stations. I just finished recording a week's programming of Keys just now. Thanks for bringing back some good memories with your letter. I've met so many folks who have been telling me stories from the past. I'm a greeter at Zagman's funeral home. Last night was my night to work. Paul Stewart's from Calvary Church, and so saw many p- folks who I knew or who knew me. I don't remember that Andrew was your, or I didn't remember that Andrew was your grandson, but do remember when he came in to record. Thanks again for making my day. Glad to be
1: yours for the kids. Charlie Vandermeer, Ambassador at Large. And that's that's who Charlie was. He really was an ambassador for Christ, an ambassador for kids, and he made us feel at ease. And now um I'm going to take the time to read a Facebook comment that I got from someone who knew Charlie well. And then after I do that we'll hear from Chris Knobloch via an auto recording where he's going to talk about how um God had an impact on his life through Uncle Charlie and The children's Bible Hour. All right. Nancy Brummels writes We were personal friends with Bette and Charlie. We have many fond memories. They go back to junior high school days. You will truly be missed by us and our six kids and their spouses, grandchildren, and great grandchildren. We will see you once again, Charlie. Hopefully soon, may the Lord return quickly. And that's Nancy Brummel's. And so we thank you, Nancy, for that contribution to the show. And now I want to play this um, from Chris Knobloch. Chris was a dueter on the show, and uh, he also sang in the choir, and he was pretty active in the stories um, that would come at the end of the show at a certain point when he was on. I was actually just listening to a story featuring him last night. So, without further ado, here's Chris Notball.
4: You know, when you think of Uncle Charlie, you think of someone that seemed bigger than life. And uh, I know growing up, working with him and traveling with him, I would watch other people watch him. And I kind of got a sense of, ooh, I know someone famous But I learned that is not what he thought of himself. He didn't see himself that way. He just saw himself as a regular guy. I think the only thing bigger than his personality and fame that other people thought of him was the grace and humility with which he carried it. And you could see that in how he loved the Lord and how he loved people. He was genuine. He listened even to kids, um, especially to kids, I think. Whenever I, in my own ministry to boys and girls, give the plan of salvation, I can hear his voice in my head giving it, saying, It's as easy as A, B, C. A. Admit that you are a sinner and you cannot save yourself. B. Believe that Jesus died on the cross for you. And C. Confess your sin to God. Tell him you're sorry and ask him to come into your life and be your savior. And now I like to think of that beautiful, sonorous voice, Booming across the halls of heaven in praise and worship of the savior.
1: And, um, I, I think about that too. Um, I'm going to look forward to seeing him among other people when I get to glory. And I want to see if his wish was fulfilled in one of the rallies that I mentioned earlier. He said at one point, that he wanted to play the drums in heaven. He never learned to play the drums here on earth, but he said, I want to learn to play the drums in heaven. Uh, He was joking with the drummer at the rally that he was going to take over right then, but I think we were all thankful that he did not. (laughs) However, I look forward to seeing if that uh, uh, goal of his is reached. And I know that the most important goal of his has been reached, and that is that he's heard well done, thou good and faithful servant. Um, I'm just curious, Dan, did you ever listen to Children's Bible Hour? No. Okay. I think I only
0: ever heard of it after we came, Keys for Kids, and that's not something I
1: okay. saw Well, often. I'm going to tell one more quick story associated with Children's Bible Hour because Dan and I have a mutual friend by the name of Eric Coston, and I don't know if Dan knows the story or not, but... Eric Costinot and, and I went to elementary school together. Um, so he was like eight or nine, and I was this little four- or five-year-old kid um, riding the bus with Eric to school every day. And so I don't think we associated that much um, while we were in school. But fast forward to 1994 when I was on um, Company Corner, as I mentioned earlier. Eric said he was bored one afternoon and he flipped on the radio and Children's Bible Hour was on as it was on mostly on Saturdays and Sundays, depending on what channel you listen to. And he said that he heard me talking to Uncle Charlie and he said, I recognize that voice. And then when when Uncle Charlie said, we thank Andrew for coming in to visit with us, he knew that it was me. And so he wrote me a letter in care of children's Bible hour and, um, contacted me. And I was a little nervous because I was like, at first I had a hard time remembering, but I, but I decided to contact him. He came over, um, and uh, we talked for a little while, rekindled our friendships and friendship and we've been reacquainted ever since. Um, and I had the opportunity to go to Eric's wedding a couple years ago. And, or a little over a year ago. And, uh, now I'm friends with Dan as an indirect result of being friends with Eric and being associated with True Life Bible Church where Eric also attends. And, uh, it's just interesting the way God works and God used the children's Bible hour to bring us back together. So I felt like I would be remiss in my tribute to Uncle Charlie if I didn't mention that. So. Just an interesting sidebar of what God did for us. Okay, now I want to share with you a clip. And this is a little lengthy, but I really wanted to get the whole thing in here because I really like what he had to say about his history on the show. This was recorded in 2012 for their 70th anniversary banquet. It took place at Frederick Meyer Gardens. And it's just him talking to many supporters and alumni. And I just want you to listen to this and hear the passion in Uncle Charlie's voice.
2: ...with always had a handle, and, and Mr. Can, Mr. Charlie, and so on. And then he became Uncle Charlie when Aunt Bertha retired. Now, I have to say this. He is married to a wonderful woman, a godly woman, a woman who will get many rewards in heaven, I am sure... Because she's put up all these years as a faithful wife of this gentleman. And uh, would you recognize Betty tonight? Stand up, Betty. Now, there's a few other things about this man that uh, I got to witness and he would do it for us periodically, but he, I was in the story a lot, so I got to hear a lot of these kind of things. But he's the only person I know that authentically could be known as a dog. He barks very well. If you've never heard him do that, he used to do it very well. I don't know if you still do that, Charlie, but see, I told you, I told you. <laughs> Better be careful there's people out here that could come in and get you up. He speaks Chinese with an accent does that very well. He was the uh, older man in the stories, could could take that on. He was very young and could sound very old. Now he doesn't have to work on that as much, but he's very good. Charlie, you might want to start coming up here, you know, while you do if you want to. <laughs> he's blessed Children's Bible Hour for 56 years, and, uh, you know... He does not believe in retirement. He doesn't believe in sitting around any longer. He just is going to keep going, and God's going to say sometime, Welcome home, good and faithful servant. And he's going to add, I think, this to it. You've taken care of my children as I would have wanted. And I really appreciate that. He's been a great mentor, a great person out there with the children, and the ministry, keys for kids, all of it. He's always been creative out there out front for 56 years. Please welcome Uncle Charlie Vandermeer.
3: Thank you. Thank you. All right. Gary, I could sing the delightful duetters, are we? But I won't. Uh, uh, By the way, I scripted my stuff so I don't ramble, okay? Although I rambled while I wrote it. Children's Bible (laughs) Hour started as a result of a little girl asking her uncle, how come there are radio programs talking about Jesus for adults, but nothing for children? That was in 1942. In 1943, I was nine years old, and my dad took me to a live broadcast of CBH, seventh floor of the Keeler Building, WLAV Radio. We joined about 100 others in the large studio audience. Mel Johnson, the first program host for CBH, had a roving mic and talked to several in the audience, including me. As Mel used to say when we were board members together for Family Life Radio, Charlie, I stuck that mic in your face in 1943, and you haven't shut up since then. (laughs) I remember quoting scriptures, reading poems, being a junior MC. saw that in the picture, and when Harry C. Trover started writing dramatized stories in 1945, being a boy in many of the stories. Singing? Nope. That was left for others to do, and I'm sure the listeners were thankful for that. In 1947, the ministry was sailing into some rough waters. Mel had left, and they had no one to take over as program host director. The program, which had been on about 100 radio stations, was down to just five, with a very large debt hanging over their heads. The board of directors met at my folks' house to talk about closing the ministry down. At the meeting was Harry Trover's sister, Bertha Shooks who had come to the ministry from Canton, Ohio, as business manager. She said, well, if you can't get anyone else, I'll take it until you can. The Lord used this dear lady to bring the ministry back to life, and when I came back to work with her full-time following college in 1956, the program was on 107 radio stations and going strong. She and I worked together until I became director in 1972. We're pleased that Aunt B's daughter, Beverly, who has been the sister I never had, is with us tonight. In the early 1980s, we added the Ministry of Keys for Kids, a daily devotional tool, at first using adaptations of the dramatized CBH stories, and then expanding to using stories submitted by a variety of authors. I often thought about how we could get more, wider distribution for Keys for Kids. I contacted Baker Bookhouse and Moody Press asking if they would be interested in putting out a year's volume of keys for kids. I got a negative response from both publishers. Then, out of the blue, came a phone call from a man who said, Uncle Charlie, our family uses keys for kids every day, and our family just loves it. Have you ever considered putting out a yearbook of keys? Yes, I certainly have. Well, I work for Tyndale Publishers and would like to take the idea to our vice president. As a result, Tyndale has published eight different yearbooks. We simply gave them the stories, retaining our right to continue to print and distribute our bi-monthly books, now printed quarterly, and every year we receive royalties from Tyndale. In 1985, we added the four-and-a-half-minute, six-day-a-week radio program of Keys for Kids, where I simply read the devotion for the day. I continue to record new programs for this series regularly, and Keys for Kids in print and in audio is also a part of our website. I want to pay tribute to a dear man who worked with me from 1956 until 1995. Ken Lewis was an outstanding pianist, organist, music director, trainer of our choir, trios, duetters, and soloists, all the while serving as an outstanding teacher and principal in the Zealand school system. The Lord called Ken home to heaven in November, of last year. In 1977, we started taking the whole choir in a ministry to churches all around Michigan during the school year and all around the country during a 10-day summer tour. It involved about 33 participants, including a few choice parents accompanying the choir and the little soloists. We would be housed by families in the areas where we toured each year. One cute story stands out in my mind. I was riding with a family that took me in, headed to their home with dad, mom, and five-year-old Davey in the front seat, sitting on mom's lap. He was the cutest little guy. He talked with a a bit of a lip, and and his glasses kept sliding down his nose. One of his brothers sat next to me, and in the way back was 10-year-old Nathan, who spoke up and said, Uncle Charlie, you get to sleep in my bed tonight. Oh, and do I get to sleep in your bed all by myself, or are you going to share that bed with me? I asked. You get the whole bed to yourself. To which little Davy pipes up and says, It's a good thing you get to sleep in that bed by yourself because he pees the bed every night. <laughs> oh, oh Davy's mother is doing her best to shush the little Davy up, covering his mouth. When she released her hand from his mouth, he continued, Well, he does. <laughs> and you know what? It smelled like it, too. <laughs> Oh, the joys of summer tour. Well, Kent Lewis also experienced an interesting time on tour with one of our choir members and soloists, Bob Vogel, who, as an adult, has gone on to be lead guitarist for country singer Loretta Lynn. Ken and Bob stayed together in a home. Ken went into the bathroom for a shower, and Bob noticed that there was a very large register in the middle of their bedroom floor. He took the register off, put it on Ken's bed's white comforter, turned out the light, and hopped back in bed. After showering, Ken came back into the bedroom, not wanting to bother Bob, went toward his bed without turning on the light. Yep, he fell right into the hole, catching himself by his arms. Bob reminded me of this incident by email when he heard about Ken's passing last year and said, It's a wonder, Mr. Ken let me survive that (laughs) night. My wife and I attended the wedding of Rachel Bowman just two weeks ago. Rachel was one of the last Tiny Tots to sing on our program before the changeover to Down Gilead Lane in 1990. On one of her first tours, with her mother along to help take care of little, the, a little four-year-old, she came down with chicken pox the first day of the tour. What to do? It was a mild case. We made sure the places she and her mom stayed on tour didn't have any children exposable to chickenpox, and Rachel sang each night of the ten days of tour, a real trooper. I also want to pay tribute to the families of the kids who served on Children's Bible Hour. It was the parents who saw to it that the kids were there for weekday rehearsals, Saturday tapings, and twice-a-month Sunday services. One family's involvement, the Clay Decker family, had children on the program over a 21-year period part of that time traveling over 80 miles a round trip from their home near Lakeview. It started with daughter Becky when she was four and stretched all the way to Mark when he graduated from the choir, whose wedding Betty and I also attended a few years ago, and I haven't gotten to talking to him yet, but I think the uh, Clay... No, okay, I won't. (laughs) I'll talk to you later. (laughs) I said I wasn't going to ramble. Uh, I continue to get letters and emails from those who enjoy the old CBH programs, which are still on in reruns on about 300 stations. I also keep in touch with quite a few of our CBH alumni, such as Rachel Bowman and Mark Decker, especially with some who have heard God's call to serve as missionaries, both here at home and abroad. One of the things that is going to make heaven sweet for me is visiting with all the people whom I have never met who were and at this present time continue to be affected by the various ministries of CBH. I started my full-time career with CBH with a woman in charge. And now as I slowly...
2: So I'm going to ask you how many years ago...
1: And there you have it, uh, the tribute. Um, I just thought it would be good to hear from Uncle Charlie himself, uh, just a little bit about the ministry... And I just had a lot of fun listening to that clip and I wanted to bring it forward to you here. And I will, Lord willing, be passing this along, this podcast episode, along to CBH Ministries to use as they see fit. Um But I just wanted to spend this time reflecting on who Uncle Charlie was. As you can tell, he had a great sense of humor. Um He, like, like I said, he was he was good at the old man voice for the children's Bible hour stories. And, uh, he was just a great uncle. Um, incidentally, Chris Knobloch, who, uh, you heard the tribute from earlier. He also has done an episode of the podcast with me and he has a really fun memory, um, that he shares there about his interactions with uncle Charlie as well. So you won't want to miss that podcast either. Um, As you look back in the archives and again, I may post that as well. So make sure that you are on the blog post so that you can get this information. Well, Uncle Charlie, um, as I said, you're probably in the presence of Jesus right now. Um, maybe finally singing in that choir or playing the drums. Um, but as they often say in the Navy, we have the watch um, you've passed the baton, now it's our turn to pick it up and be faithful with the ministries that God has brought to us. I firmly believe that speaking for him in part exists because of the impact that Children's Bible Hour had on my life. And I just want to say thank you, Uncle Charlie, and I'll see you soon. That's about all I have time for today. I just want to say, I uh, have a great weekend and keep serving.